0: Welcome to the Evolved Caveman, where men learn to be successful and happy with your host, Dr. John Schinnerer, as he shares the most impactful ideas and practices for you to get the most from your relationships, your work, and from your life. Now, here's Dr. John. Hey, everybody. This is Dr. John back with the latest episode of the Evolved Caveman. And today I want to talk a little bit about pro sports, I guess it could be college sports, your NFL team, and how those teams make you feel. Because right now it's pro football season, and I'm going to be watching the Raiders game here in a couple hours, and they are 2-0, and which allows me to say a lot of this stuff because for the past 20 years, they've not been the best team and uh, harder to bring some of this stuff up. So let me go back a little bit and when I was little, four or five, six years old, my family lived down the street from the NFL Hall of Famer, the great Gene Upshaw, who was not only a Hall of Fame player, he also became the players' rep, head of the players' represent, um, head of the players' union. And when he died, every player in the NFL actually wore little GU decals on the back of their helmet to honor him. That's how important he was. But when I was little my family was friends with his family and I went to his son's birthday parties and my parents would go with them to players parties and we would get special tickets to playoff games. And, you know, also the the swim team that I grew up on was also with uh, some of the swimmers were Ben Fredrickson's daughters, the defensive linemen. I remember I, I was at swim practice one day and he came to pick them up. I think I was about six years old and he was massive. He was like six foot seven inches, 260 pounds, dressed like a Hell's Angel. And I was just in awe with a little bit of fear thrown in, I'm sure, because I was, you know, tiny at that point. And then I remember, I think I was maybe six. Gene gave me a Raiders helmet, a legit professional Raiders helmet, autographed by the whole team. Kenny Stabler, Willie Brown, Fred Blitnikoff, Art Shell, Cliff Branch, Dave Casper, Lester Hayes, Jack Tatum, all the greats. And after that, for Halloween, I dressed like Kenny the Snake Stabler. And you know I was six years old. I did not wear that helmet, by the way. It sat on my, my bookshelf for years. So I've been a fan of the Raiders since I was little. And that has never changed. And growing up, my family would scream and cheer at the TV on Sundays. If we were out and about, my family would listen to the games on the radio. Listening to Bill King do the play-by-play. And we would yell and howl at the radio in the car. That's just how I was raised. And I couldn't understand people who weren't passionate about football. You know, as I got older, it seemed a great metaphor for life. We, you know, we we get knocked down, we get back up. So it speaks to resiliency. You have to learn how to make adjustments on the fly. You have to get your mind to perform at its best when it matters the most. Of course, you know, when I was young, I didn't realize that the snake was showing up hungover to most of the games, but apparently that helped put his mind in the right place. So I've always been into the NFL. I've celebrated when my team won. And I've mourned when they lost. And as I got older in my early 20s, and I started studying psychology and, in particular, emotion, I began to look at how those Raiders' games impacted how I felt. And on the surface, it's quite obvious, right? You go up and down during the game from disgust to joy, from rage to awe, from disbelief to jubilation. And if they won, I was happy. And if they lost, I was annoyed. But I want to urge you to look a little bit closer, though, because studies show that domestic violence increases significantly in cities in which the representative team loses, particularly for bigger games. Why would this be? Why would we care that much that it gets us so angry that we would take out that anger wrongfully on those we love? Well, I look at emotions as existing in two buckets There's one bucket for negative or uncomfortable emotions like anger or sadness or stress. And there's one bucket for positive, pleasurable emotions like happiness, joy, relaxation, pride, satisfaction. And normally, we simply focus on the negative bucket and we worry what to do about that. How do I become less angry or less stressed or less depressed? And actually, psychology made this mistake for about 100 years. And, and this happens because we overfocus on negative stuff, emotions, thoughts, self-definitions, like I'm stupid or I'm a worthless piece of shit. And this is known in psychology as the negativity bias. And it's, it's useful. It's served to keep us alive or help keep us alive for millions of years. But it's not as helpful in these modern times if our emotional mind is responding to minimal threats as if they are life or death. So I was mulling this over while watching a Raiders game a few years ago and while watching my own emotional reactions to the game and after the game. And believe me, I've had plenty of suffering to study watching the Raiders over the past 20 years because they've been just awful for the most part. And when the Raiders would win, I'd be happy and buoyed and satisfied for about 30 minutes. And, you know, think of this on a one to 10 scale. So how much of a boost do you get when your team wins? How much of a positive emotional boost do you get? How many points does your mood go up and for how long? Intensity and duration. But when the Raiders would lose... I'd be bummed out, annoyed, and irritable for hours. And if I'm honest, sometimes for a day or two. And the relative positive boost in emotion that I would get for a win might be a point on a 10-point scale. And on the other side, when they lose, the negative emotional hit that I would take could be like three, four, or five points. So it was quite disproportionate. And then I begin to ask myself, so when the Raiders moved from Oakland to LA and then back to Oakland and most recently to Vegas, what exactly is it that I'm loyal to? Because honestly, I don't care where they play. I'm going to follow the Raiders. I'm going to support the Raiders. So what is it that I'm loyal to? The team moves, the coaches change, the players can get injured or traded or retire, I'm not loyal to any one person on the team, although I like the players. But if they all retired and we got all new players, I'd still follow the Raiders. And what's more, I follow and appreciate great play from players on other teams. For instance, I love rooting for Aaron Rodgers or Jared Goff or Cameron Jordan because they all went to Cal. But it doesn't impact me as much emotionally if they don't do well or their teams lose. I simply don't care as much. So what is it that we are so passionate about with our teams? And in thinking about this, I remember I, I studied in Scotland at University of Edinburgh some 30 years ago. And it was fun to me because the NFL was starting to get bigger over there. And everyone, a lot of people had a favorite NFL team. And so I would just ask them, you know, like, who's your favorite team? And then I would ask them, how come? And the answers were kind of hilarious to me. It was like, well, I'm a Jets fan. How come? I like the color green. I'm a Denver fan. How come? My aunt lives in Colorado. And you know, when I stop to think about it, that makes as much sense as any of our rationales for rooting for someone. Well, my dad supported this team, or I've always supported them, or I grew up in Jersey, or I grew up in California. And I believe that we are loyal, not so much to the people as to the logo and the name and the colors. Really, what else is there? I mean, I suppose it could be that you're loyal to old memories, but obviously those are in the past. Why care about your team today? So I'm curious about this part too. So I ask you, what exactly is it with your team? And this can be any team, NFL, MLB, hockey, whatever it is. What exactly is it with your team that you are so passionate about? Why do you care that much? So I want to encourage you, if you're a sports fan, simply look at your own reactions to your team's wins and losses and during the game, and just see if that's not true for you. See if the emotional payout is worth it for a win versus a loss. Because what I see is a really lousy emotional payout for anything like this in your life. If anything in your life is giving you way more negative emotions, more frequently, more intensely, or longer-lasting than positive emotions, you got to question, is it worth it? Or can I change it? Now, please hear me. I am not saying to walk away from your favorite teams. I'm not saying stop being a fan. I'm not sure I could. I am suggesting that you practice some curiosity, some awareness, And simply watch yourself. Watch your emotional reactions in the games, during the games, and after the games. And just see if this is a dynamic that you want to change a little bit. And if you find that it is, then practice detaching yourself from their play and the outcome when things are going badly for your team. For example, I have a client who recently went to the USC Stanford game, and he is a huge SC fan. I know I can't explain it either, but he is. I don't question it. It's not rational. But in this particular game, USC was playing like shit, and Stanford was beating them and ended up winning. And USC was widely expected to win this game. And my client wisely distracted himself while he was in the stands watching the game at USC. He was on his phone much of the time when USC was sucking hind tits. That, that's an expression from my dad. He always used to say that. I love that expression. It sounds so vulgar, but really not that much. But, you know, oh man, that guy's losing. He's really sucking hind tit, which is just like, you know, the, the runt of the litter getting or trying to get a tit to get some, some milk off of. But anyway, so another pause. Poss- so you can distract yourself during the game, play a game on the phone or look at a video or check your texts, or you can tape the game and skim through it when you're at home. Not if you're in the stands, that's a little bit hard to do. But you know, let's say you're out and about, you can tape it and watch it later. Or you can simply turn it off and walk away from it if they're getting their ass kicked. Or maybe you can listen to it on the radio or like watch it on the ESPN app if that gives you a greater degree of emotional detachment. What I started doing was I would tape the game. I would record it on DVR, check the result afterwards, and watch it only if they won. Or if I was feeling like a glutton for punishment and they lost. And at times, even when they won, their brainless penalties and bad referee calls were still infuriating in the midst of the game. Another strategy you can use is you can reframe things while it's happening. For instance... Practice compassion for the players on your team. So for instance, when they have three false start penalties in a row and it's now third and 25 in the fourth quarter and they're, you know, trailing by three, remind yourself that the offensive linemen are completely exhausted at that point and their brains are oxygen deprived. So to, to go on the right snap count becomes more and more difficult. And, you know, even if that exhaustion came from walking from the sideline to the middle of the field. Remind yourself also that they're in the midst of a hostile crowd of a hundred thousand people that are screaming at them and they can't hear. So unless it's a home game, in which case go to the first interpretation. So practice awareness and learn to emotionally protect yourself when things aren't going well for your team, practice protecting yourself emotionally and detaching to some degree so that it doesn't tank your mood for the day. Because I believe sports are one of the only areas where men can safely express their emotions without fear of embarrassment. So to give you a picture of this, imagine your friend is crying because his team just lost the Super Bowl by a point. There's not that much judgment there, right? And we can express any emotion at a game and it's not typically judged although i got to say my fiance does judge me when i yell at the tv during a raiders game but i'm getting better at that and and this is one reason why sports are so useful and needed to us because it is a place that we can get that emotion out safely well as long as you're not you know like a dodgers fan beating a san francisco giants fan in the head that's that's not appropriate not helpful but be cautious about displacing your anger onto your loved ones simply because your team sucks or sucks that day. So as you begin to look at sports in terms of the emotional payout, it really does tend to change everything for the better for you and your loved ones. And really, isn't that the point? All right. That's it for me. It's a short one today, but I got to go catch the Raiders. I hope you guys are well. If you like this, please share, rate, and review. If you didn't like it, that's fine. Go watch your team win. Love you guys. This is Dr. John signing off. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Evolved Caveman Podcast. If you like what you've heard, support us by subscribing, leaving reviews, and sharing the podcast with friends and colleagues. For the latest, most powerful tools to connect with like-minded men, join the Facebook group at The Evolved Caveman. Follow Dr. John on Instagram at The Evolved Caveman, all one word, or join the email list by visiting GuideToSelf.com.